Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, as we now are confirmed that the Avs have been postponed at least through April 20th. Uh, due to a third positive COVID test today for morning skate. Uh, to, to rephrase that a little better, the third positive test in a week. week. Yeah. Yeah. They did not have three positive tests today. today. <laughs> it's, it's still the same two in Byram and Grubauer, and then there was a new one today. Yeah. Um, obviously not it. great. Rumor has it it's a certain somebody, but we'll wait. Nothing confirmed yet. Yeah. Well, well, the the list usually gets released at three o'clock Mountain. So, so well, you'll know in an hour. Probably going to be a pretty brief show here, um, as we just kind of go over some of the news, and AJ can go do something on TDSP instead because there's not really a ton to talk about here for the ABS other than yeah. Hey, they are playing now. Yeah. Uh, no, and uh, first of all, first of all, I I want to get this out of the way this is not a blessing in disguise nope okay um guys getting sick and guys you know we've we've seen multiple football players have had to retire from this this is not this is not a oh well i'm glad this happened now and not during the playoffs or i'm glad that uh you know no now this gives them more rest or oh it's not as many games for these guys no like these guys these guys are 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 sick with a, with the virus that has unpredictable results. The chances are, the odds are, the the stats are on their side that things are going to be okay. But you don't ever want anybody to take that chance. You yep. you know you're not you're not looking at if anybody that you know got this. You're not thinking about oh, kind of it's a blessing in disguise. Well, now they get two weeks off work, right? I'm like no, come on. Yeah. It's not a good thing. It's just not not a good thing. And I mean, we're seeing what's going on in Vancouver where they got hit with a, a variant here. Yep. Not good. It's not. It's yeah, it's definitely a, not good. That's a real mess. I mean, I'm I just I don't I don't want I don't want anybody framing this like this is a good thing, yeah. There are upsides to this. This isn't a good thing. As much as Rudo and I were like, can we please get a day off? Not this like this. Yeah, not like this. It's not. This is not. This is not what we were after. Yeah. We when we were when we were talking the other day after the second test, uh, after the second positive test, and another morning, another morning skate, and it's like, what are we doing here? Stop this before it gets worse. Yeah. Like we should really seriously. They need. They should be moving on from this. Two days later, another positive test happens. So. A near zero chance the players have the significant negative effects. Uh, you can entirely disagree, but you're an asshole. Like it's that simple. There, I'm, there's not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not pulling the positives out of. Oh well, Grubauer gets extra. You know, Grubauer's not going to miss those games. You know, like who cares? They're just games. The ads are. The ads are. The ads are comfortably in the playoffs, and. If they are, if they do happen to be one of like the rare people who have long term effects here, then what? 
what's the upside there? Like it's it's so it's such a it's such a selfish thing to to feel that way. Like um I don't uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and get preachy about it. I just we're not having it. Yeah. I- the third the third person on the COVID protocol list will be announced in about an, an hour, hour or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Marco Rossi yeah. is a great example, yeah. actually. I forgot about Marco Rossi. A young kid had, had, has not played NHL hockey or any hockey that matter. 18 in, years old. Yeah, in what, four months now since he played his last hockey game because of effects of COVID. So... I'd, yeah, I've forgotten all about Rossi. It's you don't want that. You don't. I mean, you, why looking at you looking at the upside and Bo Byram comes back and he's he's never he's never the same. Yeah, like like it's not only. I mean, it's potentially life changing stuff that NHL players or any sports player or anyone didn't sign up for that this argument that you know there's a certain risk with being an NHL player I agree with that but covid-19 is not one of those assumed risks like there's no in my opinion there's no justification for for putting the players through that risk and and I get they understood some of it and they could have opted out and yada 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 yeah, but, seeing God, dude, seeing what the Canucks is going are going through is actually scary. Yep. Straight up, I I can't believe that the NHL is still putting them back on the ice. Yeah, I they're, mean they're not making the postseason. Just call their season straight up. Just do it. It's not worth it at this point. Yeah, yeah, and as the anime says, I mean, yeah, right. That really, really hope that the Blues don't was, catch was, this and that this moves. That saw this, it. First hand happened to the Avs earlier this year where the yeah. NFL let the Wild play games that they shouldn't have. Yep. And it, the Avs got it because of that. Yeah. I de- definitely, I mean, when we talk about the players and all that, I mean, it extends to the family. Yeah, of, of course. Like, you think, you think Matt Calvert's thrilled about taking this home to a, a, a bundle of kiddos? You know, the one, the one adva- advantage there is that the Avs being a much younger team overall. A lot of these guys are just starting families, so they won't have yeah. as many kids as as older. Yeah, you're not bringing it home to as many people, but yeah, I don't. The risks aren't worth it. That's all. That's all I'll say on that factor. To, to you, thank God that the NHL finally, finally, yep, decided that something had to be done. That this was this was enough because I mean when we all saw the the that morning skate got canceled again it was like come on now this is the third time in a week that this has happened so bad stuff man um, hoping everybody's gonna be okay again chances are good like chances did the the numbers are on their side but. It, they're not it's not zero so yep. you just you it, just hope that uh you just hope that they're they're part of the majority and that they get better and that they can come back and you know that this just becomes a kind of like the first covid pause it just becomes a footnote 
Yep. I, that's the hope, obviously. Um, yeah. This is not a full-on 14-day shutdown either. Nope. It's just the next three games for the Avalanche, and then the situation will be reassessed. So that's the hope is, look, these three games are postponed. No one else gets an, any positive tests anywhere. You get back to it as soon as the 22nd would be the next game they would play, or is it the 21st? 22nd. 22nd. Okay. So, yeah. The hope is it's just a quick little break. These three games get rescheduled into the NHL. Look, it has already made plans to extend the season by a week, or at least internally has some sort of concept of putting games in there because they have hopes of finishing Vancouver's season. Yeah. And the. I mean, they, they also, like, do you remember the beginning of the season? Like, go back and go back and listen to our pod when we talked about the all of the return-to-play regulations and all this. Like, we gave the NHL credit because they were patting themselves on the back for having built in the idea of an extra week off at the end of the season, um, maybe, maybe an extra 10 days between the end of the season and the start of the postseason – in case something just like this happens, yep. where they had to reschedule games and they had to move to the end of the season, and they had to re- and they had to do something like this, and now like their their reticence to do it, like I can understand they've already moved so many games, but you can't you can't pretend that your that player safety is your number one priority, and then continue to ignore player safety. It's you just, know, uh, it was it 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 didn't start with the vaccination. No, it, it didn't. This happened, but Byram was the first one to yeah. test positive last week. Byram based tested on, positive before the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, based, <laughs> based on what we know about the incubation period of it, Grubauer had probably already had it by the time he tested positive as well. Yep, that they that they happened to get the vaccine in the meantime just coincidence it yeah. just yeah <laughs> this wasn't I, I don't i don't know where this is going with the oh this happened at the same time as the vaccine but we're not going to be pushing any kind of conspiracy theory nonsense yeah we're not going to push any any kind of maybe the vaccine is bad because i am super duper excited about getting my second vaccine shot on monday I just got my first shot like an hour ago. Nice. Right there. My man. Two more weeks yeah. and then I can Dude, get you my gotta get a better bandit than that. Dude, that's just the one they gave me at the at the place. I like I, I know. You gotta you gotta request better than that. Last time I see last time I got Spider Man and I felt bad about it. I didn't bother looking because I was too busy crying my face off. <laughs> but I didn't see it until later that day and I was like, No! No, <laughs> So that Spider Man in my body all day. No, plain Band Aid or Spider Man, which is worse? Oh, Spider Man, <laughs> dude, Spider Man all day. That's for for me. That's offensive to have that on my body. Is is not? That's not okay. <laughs> all right, glad to know where your priorities so. lie there. Then, um. Uh, I saw a lot of people talking about it in chat. Uh, potential for an NHL bubble for the playoffs, I think, is basically zero. 
uh, for various reasons. You know, I don't think so anymore. Uh, really? The league, and, the league and the players have had discussions about it and all of the problems that they've had. And look, I think when when it hit Canada, because all year long Canada, Canada had, was just cruising, sure. Yeah. Had been like, wow, look at all those problems those <laughs> silly Americans are having because they're selfish and stupid and irresponsible. And then I think when when it when it hit Vancouver the way that it did, I think it it it, it kind of was a major culture shock to them. I cannot wait for the Canadian people's comments on this podcast like, after that. <laughs> I mean, like that's just how they were, and like justify like the Canadian division was just rolling along. Every other division had shutdowns and all kinds of problems. And the Canadians were just up there playing 6-4 hockey every single night, yeah. putting up banana pants offensive numbers, watching Connor McDavid be incredible. Like, it was just, it. they were just humming along. And then that, you know, quote-unquote bubble kind of got popped there. And it was, I think it was a bit of a culture shock. And now everybody's like, look, we don't want to do bubbles again, but... We want to finish the season. I can tell you, like, if it comes down to bubble or no bubble, this Avs team is going to be like, we're playing in a we're playing in a bubble. We'll play on the freaking moon if we have to. We're winning the Stanley Cup this year. Like that is a, that is a team that is completely uninterested in taking away any like moral victories along the way. They only want to win the cup, whatever it's going to take to win the cup. I believe the Avalanche organization will will agree to whatever they have to do. So yeah. I I think that I I think that they well I I mean make they no are going to, I think they're the, going to consider a bubble. I they have to consider a bubble at this point. Look, uh, I 100% believe the NHL will do the playoffs no matter what. They're going to push the playoffs through one way or another, period. I question if they will do a bubble or if they'll just try and plow through without one. I think, I mean, the logistics of the bubble, like if they were serious about it, I think would they've, I mean, playoffs were supposed to begin in like three weeks. Yep. Three and a half weeks. Probably so, more like a month, realistically, but. Yeah. And. That's really that's that's not a lot of time to get things going to get to get a bubble set up. Yep. You remember the bubble that they set up in in the the bubbles? I guess they they set up last year. They they had months of preparation. For yeah, that. there was a ton of stuff going on there, and it still wasn't the greatest experience ever for the players in the bubble, especially the ones that had to stay there for months. Yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, there would have to be. I mean, there would just have to be something completely different. You know, families families would have to be involved. There would just have to be. There would have to be major steps taken to improve the bubble experience after, after last year. Players uh, were pissed and they did not like it. When you guys say the NHL, you mean the owners of the teams, right? I mean, you. We mean the. A board of governors of the NHL, essentially, which includes team yeah. owners. Yes, like the the NHL league offices. Like yeah. they're obviously they're the ones who are making this call. Yeah. So you know, and they're all they're all working together to try and make 
the best decisions that they can. For sure. So, you know, we're, we'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, for right now, a golf clap for getting for me for making a good decision in regards to the ads. Doing the right thing that was like by default the thing that you should do. Good job, but you're not winning a lot of hearts and minds for doing the thing you're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, we, right. we we know that it's the variant. We said that that it was the variant that was spreading. Yep. What are you What are you hearing? Um. Yeah. So it's it's a bummer. Don't love that. Uh, like we we would have liked a day off. Don't don't love that they don't play again until next Thursday. Um, I'm not sure just what that means for us. I don't we don't know. In the immediate, it means we'll we're figure. doing some kind of show tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, beyond that, we're playing it by ear a little bit for sure. <laughs> yep. Um, and also uh, the other thing that we're going to touch on before we get out of here today. Yeah. Um, uh, the QMJHL has changed their scheduling specifically related to the abs. That means tomorrow, I believe is the last game for the Halifax Mooseheads, uh, which is where Justin Barron plays. So Justin Barron will be without a team to play with after tomorrow. And it's an interesting conversation, particularly for Barron because yes, first of all, he absolutely can join the Eagles on an ATO like players regularly do at the end of their seasons, but he's also 19 already. So he would be eligible to play in the AHL next year. If the abs did want to sign him to his ELC. Um, I don't know. Expectations for you, AJ. Do you think, um, first of all, do you think he plays for the Eagles this year in any capacity? And I think, secondly, I think what's he should, I mean, I think he should too, but <laughs> yeah, especially given that, uh, the list of bona fide prospects in the AHL for defensemen for the abs right now is Nate Clerman end of list. Stretching the definition of bona fide. He's always been yeah. a very borderline well, guy for us. I don't disagree with you, but you can't call anyone else on that decor a, a prospect with Timmons in the NHL at the moment. Yep, yeah, it's true. And that defense is easily the biggest problem on that team. Yep. <laughs> And to be honest with you, it would be it would, like this Eagles. This Eagles team would be fun. This Eagles team is fun. Like, I, it's true. I mean, is fun. <clears throat> Between, I mean, you have Warner and and Miska in net, and you know we don't view Miska in that way anymore. But Warner certainly is like some level of prospect in our eyes. Yeah. And then on defense, having Justin Barron, your most recent first-round pick there. And then you have Martin Couch, Shane Bowers, yeah. Alex Newhook. Sampo Ranta, Liam Jean-Luc Foody. You have, you have four first-round picks just sitting on your AHL team. And everybody wants to, to stroke one out to how great the Kings are. And, and like, come on, like that's a, that's a lot of fun there. All, I think it's an interesting conversation, too, because... For someone like Baron to join that team, there's a pretty easy peer group to drop into there as well, right? It's, veteran AHLers, of course, have their place in developing a prospect as well, but, you know, he's a 19-year-old kid going into that situation, and, oh, 
here's four other 20, 21 year old kids to, to join up with on that hockey team. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really like a nice little glimpse into avalanche future. And like we've talked, we've talked about Justin Barron as he's, he's eligible to be in the AHL next year. Anyway, this, this really just makes sense for him to move on. He was, yeah. What did he have like 30 points in the 25 games or something that they played this year? Absolutely went off. Like was like, Hey, I'm too good for this league. What's up? Bye. Yeah. Like was absolutely, there was no reason. Um, there, 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 there isn't, it wasn't one of those years where you're like, Ooh, he could really, yep. Oh, 29 points in 32 games. Oh, what a noob. He sucks. Gave him gave him too much credit in as last year, the year that he was the first round pick, he had 19 points in 34 games. So just a <laughs> 10 <point> jump. <laughs> and yeah. like remember, that guy was on Team Canada. He was arguably the worst defender, but still. But he was on Team Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm I'm hope I'm I'm hopeful that he ends up with uh he ends up in a in a good role for the Eagles. So uh do y'all trust the Eagles coaching staff to play the young guns in the front office to not bring up Tyna and Magnin to play in front of them? Uh that's the, a different conversation. Yeah. I'm 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 only caring about the Eagles as they are down in in call in in, in the AHL right yeah. now. So right. And look, they played all the young guns literally yesterday or two days ago. So, yeah. at, at least in the AHL, they're playing the young guns. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking at this as any kind of when are these guys going to get called up? Where you know can these guys help in the abs in the postseason? Let's be real here. There are very few Colorado Eagles right now that are going to legitimately help the Avalanche in a postseason. There is probably only one guy that you could make an argument for. And it's new hook. And even then, there's still some things that need to happen for you to have that faith. They're significant. There's like 12 regular season games left. Yeah, I was just looking up because I was like, there's way more than six games left. Yeah. I think there's 12 and then potentially one round of playoffs as well. So there's still some meat on that bone for sure. Yeah, 12 games left. It's, yeah, definitely uh, worth doing as far as getting the most. Games. The most annoying part about it is that the abs, the abs go on pause and the, the Eagles, Eagles don't play for the next eight days. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They, they play the next day that the abs do. They play so, next Thursday at the, on the same so night. So dumb, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, meh. This would have been the perfect time for us to be able to be like, hey, let's all watch an Eagles game together. But nope. Yeah. It's been really interesting because AHL TV has been... uh, They made it so It's been affordable this year for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I for the record, I didn't have an issue with last year's AHL TV cost. It's just that right now, AHL TV is like 
twenty dollars. It was twenty bucks for the rest of the season when there were twenty games left. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, I think it. Uh, it's been interesting to see how many people who have never watched AHL hockey before are watching it and get are dropped like, in and realize what it is down there. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, huh? This is not NHL hockey. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yep. lots lower. <laughs> and it is all over the place. Systems and structure are kind it's, of suggest- suggestions. Yeah. It's really, really funny that we talk about that we talk about the AHL like it's chaotic, right? Yeah. Because it's like one step from the NHL, but boy, that step is a big yep. one. Yep. And you see guys like TJ Tynan are nasty in the AHL. And like, do you remember what that guy looked like in the NHL? Like, he couldn't do anything. He just could not make an impact in that league. Yep. And it's all over the place because there will be guys there will be guys who are okay in the AHL. Like that look great way, in the NHL, yeah. Way back in the day, Kevin Shattenkirk's like very brief AHL tenure was not good. He was not good on that thing. And they call him up to the NHL and, and he, he took goes off. off. Yeah. <laughs> like Ryan Ryan Graves, any of us that were watching the Eagles will tell you that when the when the abs traded for Ryan Graves, we were like Oh boy. Uh you the, target yeah, at this? His, his first, like those 20 games that first year with San Antonio it was at the time, he yeah. did not look like a good player in the AHL. But Dude. you got his play style up into the NHL in a structure and a system that functions as tightly as an NHL one does. And Even it just the, clicked. The, the next season when they were the Eagles, yeah, he was I, saw him, good. Yeah. I saw him live in Loveland and was like, this is not encouraging. Yep. Like, I don't see where there's an NHL player here. And then he shows up in the NHL, and I was like, this is going to go super poorly, guys. And it goes great. Yep. For whatever reason, the guy just flourished. And, yep. whew. Something more just works sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 one reason why all all of that Shane Bowers Martin Cow conversation and the argument against was look how many points they've scored is like whoa 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 it's not a good argument like there's way more to this. Cow was like on record last year when in his call up talking about how much easier it is to play with guys that are where they're supposed to be in the system, yeah. basically in well, the NHL. Cow is always a guy that we have. Cow uh, is always a guy that we have specifically said he will be a better NHL player than AHL player. Yep, because he's going to be he's a he's a really really smart, very like does what's asked of him hockey player. Yep. And so if he's put into a system and he's told to go somewhere, he's going to go somewhere. If he's playing next to all of the Jacob McDonald's that play in the AHL that kind of just do what they do, it's it's very uh, it it can be all over the board for a guy like Cout. Yeah. Like if you if you watch if you watch Cout this year, 
you may not you, you he's never gonna like jump off him you're gonna be like oh my god this guy but you watch him he goes out every single shift he does the same things he goes to the same places he plays to the system and he plays off of his teammates really well he's a very very smart and malleable player his skill set is going to be really really important for the abs in my opinion someday because he's going to fill in whatever gap he ends up getting dropped into he's going to fill that hole and then they're going to be able to move on and they they just drop him in there and he's good to go uh two other quick things before AJ's got to get out of here uh number one the Adam Lowry deal just got signed that's something to talk about around the league five years three and a quarter with the Jets neat everybody everybody that loves to talk about the 3c position Adam Lowry is my guy everybody loves talking about Phil Deneau and stuff like Phil Deneau is a 2c pretending to be a 3c Lowry's the Uh, truth yeah and Lowry Lowry is like he's a big body that just consistently does his job all right, fair enough. And then this other thing, how do you assess skill that translates to the NHL when you look at prospects? Like, how do you watch Tynan and know he'd suck, but watch Newhook and know he'd do well? The answer is you didn't. TJ Tynan, when he was yeah. a prospect, there was high hopes for him to yeah. be good in the NHL. And then like, he got to the NHL, and it didn't work. Like TJ Tynan had the same question mark that, that followed him at every single level. He Because I think he was like a fifth-round pick, and then went to Notre Dame and like destroyed Notre Dame. Like, and we all know like Notre Dame and scoring, not things that are typically go hand in hand. And Tynan was very productive for the fighting Irish and then goes into the HL and has a very productive career there. The biggest question is, and guys can be successful at different levels. You know, there's a, there's a guy that plays for the Blackhawks right now that I loved as a prospect. And when I talked to NHL scouts about him, there was a reason he fell as far as he did in the draft, uh, Phil Kurashev. And the question, the question everybody had was, can he, can he play inside the circles? Because you can succeed as a really highly skilled perimeter player elsewhere in other, in every other league in the world, including the AHL, Henrik Borgstrom of very good example of this. But when you get to the NHL, you have to be able to play inside the dots. Yeah. And with Tynan, he could not do that at his size. He just he just was not he was not effective. And in the NHL, if they want if they want to keep you outside and you want to play outside, they're happy. They'll let you hang out. out they're there. like we and, have NHL goaltenders. Unless we're okay you, with that. Unless you have an elite shot, you're not gonna beat an NHL goaltender from out there. Yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Sammy Blay. Yep. A very, very good shooter that makes up for a lot of deficiencies in his game. But because he scores goals, he beats goaltenders, he finds a way. He's yep. also a guy that has that gets brutalized. He gets he takes so much punishment because he gets inside the dots. You just you just have to play in, in the dirty areas in the NHL. You cannot be a successful perimeter player. You just can't. You have to be unbelievably talented, like an Alex Kovalev type, to get away with that. And there's a reason. There's a reason that people talk about Kovalev the way that they do. Like the most incredibly talented player, but he didn't have the heart for it. Right? He wouldn't put the effort in. He wouldn't make the commitment to play the kind of game that would have unlocked his true potential. There's a lot of guys out there like that. 
Yeah, well, and they they they're happy being successful doing what they're doing. And for some guys, I know this to be true. There are some guys who are perfectly content being very highly paid AHL players and not get beat to death by going to the dirty areas. Yeah, and not not worrying about NH an NHL future at some point, knowing that they can make four hundred thousand dollars and rock and roll in the AHL every year. So. Yeah. There's some of this, there's some of that. How do they play the game? Can be as big a factor as like what do they do well? What are no, their no. like strengths but, and weaknesses? And like the quiet part that nobody talks about is that Alex Newhook's not an NHL player until he is. Yeah, like you don't know that he's going to be any good, right? Whatever he does, once he gets to the NHL, he still has to prove it. And now with some guys, they get into the NHL and immediately obvious that they're NHLers and great, but other guys, sometimes it doesn't click right away. So it's easier to tell with some players compared to others, but you never know for sure until you see them at the NHL level. Mm -hmm. And maybe this will just be what we talk about on tomorrow's pod. Um, Talking about watching AHL games and seeing guys like, like we're not, you know, if we were if we were so good at what at at projecting players into the NHL, there would be a decent chance we would have jobs. NHL team would be NHL. paying us good money to tell them who to take. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like as 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 passionate as we are, and as much as we watch those things, like we could go down a list. Uh, the list of guys that we've been wrong about is probably two or three times longer than the guys that we've been right about. Yep. You know, and we can we could go down that list and talk about why we were right or why we were wrong about all those guys. In the end, like you learn what you can, but you're still you're still gonna have like certain foundational core beliefs that you lean on. I cannot wait to be wrong about Nikita Alexandrov. Cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know that was that was a deep cut. Yep. And then watching watching Heppel talk about it. Yeah, I kept thinking about you, <laughs> and just being like, "This is so painful." <laughs> ah, that's the way she goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's how it happens note, sometimes. I think AJ's got to go do TDSP, so go watch that. I don't even know what the topic is today, but I'm sure it'll be a blast with uh, with the DNVR gang. But we are going to get out of here. We're talking uh, sidekicks. We're talking ooh, best sidekicks. sidekicks. So we're going to talk about is, is David Abisher a sidekick? I don't know. That's a good conversation. Go watch no. that stuff. No, you don't think? Not not was sidekick back there. Uh, in any case, go watch the show. Go listen to the awesome sidekicks. We are out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking about something at some time. I don't know. We're playing it by ear, so. We'll tell you when we're going live. Have a great rest of your Friday, and we will see you guys next time.